everybody and welcome back to Live the Eight Wise Way for mental health and well-being. Or should I say for improved mental health and well-being so that you can have a healthier, happier mind and live a really fulfilling, high quality of life. My name is Kim Rutherford. I'm a psychotherapist, I'm an author, and I am now obviously a podcast host as well. But more importantly, I am the creator of the Eight Wise Method for developing better mental health and well-being. And if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much. I hope that you get something really useful from this episode to help you with your own mental health and well-being journey. After this episode, I recommend you go straight back to episode one and you can then get a really good understanding of the different elements that we've talked about so far with regards to the full wellness spectrum, which I call the eight wise wellness spectrum. Now, If you are following along with the book, you'll be able to find the information relating to today's episode on pages 152 and 251. And if you're listening to this thinking, what on earth is she talking about? Then what I'm talking about is the eight wise ways to better, to basically to a healthier, happier mind, which is the book that accompanies the podcast. And it's what they're calling the mental health manual for the modern world. It is a self-help book that takes you through the model, takes you through the theory and the knowledge of the model and takes you through the practical exercises linked to the eight wise model so that you can start living the eight wise way today and have a healthier, happier mind and better mental health and well-being too. If you haven't done it yet and you think you want to get to know when all the new episodes are coming out, then I recommend that you hit that subscribe button right now. That way you won't miss a thing in the future. If you want to get access to any of the books, the eight wise ways to a healthy, happier mind or the eight wise 12 week journal or the eight wise 12 month planner or even the eight wise pocket book of wellness then you can go and get them from any online bookstore, all the big ones, all the small ones, anywhere online that sells books, you can access these books and you can even access them from me directly via my website, which is eightwise.co.uk. And I recommend if you are going to have a look at the website, then it's worth having a look at the free downloads where you will find lots of activities in word format, lots of different types of journals to help you out with different things and lots of blogs, basically lots of information on the Eight Wise website that can help you develop your mental health and well-being. Lots of free resources, plus the store for the books, and plus a lot of extra information with regards to any additional services that I deliver, such as the one-to-one work, the training, and the online training. And I've got some exciting news that I will tell you a little bit more about a little later on in this episode. But today's episode comes with one very simple question. Is my environment making me sick? Is it? Is your environment making you sick? It's a really important question. Our environments play such a huge role in our lives. And that's why environmental wellness is one of the elements of the eight wise model. And it's just not any of the elements. It is the first element of the new dimension, the external dimension. So, so far, we've had the foundation dimension where it's healthy body, healthy mind. We've had the internal dimension, which is all about knowing who you are through your spiritual wellness and stimulating your brain through intellectual wellness. But now we are venturing outside of ourselves and we are starting to interact with the world around us. And environmental wellness plays a huge role in that. So before we start anything, I just want to do a quick self-reflection activity with you. 
So you can write this down if you want, or you can just do it whilst you do it as a thinking activity. But I just want you to think about these basic questions. Take a moment to think about your favourite place. What is your favourite place? Where is your favourite place? Think about it in detail. What does it look like? What does it smell like? Where is it? What size is it? Think about all the details that link to it being your favourite place. As I said, you can jot them down or you can do this in your head, whatever works for you. But I want you to think about your favourite place. And when you've done that, I then want you to move to the next question, which is think about your least favourite place. Where is your least favourite place to spend time or to go? What is it about that place? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? How does it make you feel? What emotions does it trigger for you? Really think about it in detail. What is it that makes it your least favourite place? And then when you've got this lovely understanding of your favourite place and your least favourite place, I want you to answer question three. And question three is how different from each other are these two places? And it's in that difference that you start to understand what is environmental wellness to you. Because environmental wellness is about developing and spending time and spending quality time in the environments that bring out the best in you, the environments that make you feel safe, the environments that make you feel secure, and the environments that keep you healthy. Environment plays a huge, huge role in our overall wellness spectrum. And a lot of the time, it's the environments we spend time in can trigger our mental health spirals because it can trigger so many different memories. Again, I'm going on about COVID again and again and again. I know but it's the most recent experience that we've all had together. And again, when you look at it, when we went into lockdown, the fact we were locked down in these environments really triggered a lot of us. For some of us, we loved it. If you're an introvert and you have this lovely, cozy home space that you feel safe and secure in, you had brilliant environmental wellness. What if you didn't? What if your environment is where your trauma was? What if you were living with people in an environment that caused you trauma? What if it was an unhealthy environment? What if you were living in a one bed flat that had lots of damp in it, so it's not a healthy environment for you to spend time in? What if you were living in a shared house and you were almost forced to live in your bedroom that whole time? What if it was just unsafe in general, whether it be the surroundings or who was in it with you? Our environmental wellness is absolutely fundamental with regards to our mental health. And so it's really important that we understand what environments bring out the best in us, which ones we like, which ones we don't like the reasons between them and how we can make changes to the environments we're in to make sure they are the best ones for us and they bring out the best for us. So as I said, environmental wellness is the first element of the external dimension. This is all about everything that happens outside of us. But what happens in the external world is it triggers the responses of us in the internal world. And some of the first things it starts to trigger is safety and security. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the environments that you're now in and the ones that you spend most time in. Do they make you feel safe? I mean, do you actually feel safe in them? And I don't just mean from the health and safety perspective. I mean, do they bring out the best in you? Do they allow you to be yourself, your true authentic self? Do you feel safe being yourself and interacting with them the way that you need to interact with them? And I want you to think about them with regards to your security, 
Do they make you feel secure within them? Again, are they health and safety secure for you? But actually, are they secure in as they bring in the best of you? They bring in the best of you and they protect you from other elements that are not so great for you. Safety and security is really crucial for a human being, from the human species. If any of you have ever done any form of psychology or sociology or personal development work, there's no doubt you've come across, across the wonderful Maslow and his hierarchy of needs. And if you look at hierarchy of needs with regards to Maslow, safety and security is ultimately the number one thing for all humans. It's what we're aspiring for. It's why having a roof over our head is so important, because we feel safe when we have accommodation, we have somewhere to live. It's why having a job is so important, because we feel safe and we can provide for ourselves and we can create our own security. So really think about your home environment, your work environment, um, the environments you might have hobbies in, the other environments you might spend quality time in, and the wider environment as well, nature's environment. Do you feel safe in them? Do you feel secure in them? Do they bring in the best, bring out the best in you? And if the answer is no, they do not, then you know this is something you need to work on and you need to work on it sooner rather than later. Because when we've had a really bad day, we need to know that there's an environment out there that will help us to reboot, will help us rest, will help us relax, will help us get rid of the day, will just make us feel safe and secure and comfortable and um, let us get back to being our great selves again. What we're really looking for is an environment that provides us great comfort. And that doesn't mean comfort in just a physical form. It also means it from a psychological comfort as well. So it's have a look or have a think about your home environment, for example. Is it comfortable? And by that, is it physically comfortable? Does it have the things that you need in it? Does it provide you with the comfort of, do you have that sofa or do you have that chair that is comfortable, that you can relax in? Is your bed relaxing? Then look at it from a psychological comfort perspective as well. Are you that person who looks around the room and it actually makes you feel worse? Does it make you feel tired? Does it make you feel lethargic? Does it put you in a bad mood? Are you that person who keeps saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that to the house or the home and it never ever gets done? So you're just surrounded by unfinished jobs that make you feel really bad about yourself and what you're doing and where your life is. Are you going home every day and feeling comfortable? If the answer is yes, then kudos to you, my friend. Good for you. You're on to a winner. If it doesn't, and if it's not bringing out the best in you, be really honest with yourself. Why? What needs to change? And look at it from the perspective of what can you change? And I always go with the, long hang the low hanging fruit with regards to change within the home or in the comfort areas within our environments. Is it that it's in total chaos? Are you a clutter fiend? Are you that person that you don't just have the cluttery drawer? Is every drawer is the same? There's things all over the place and you can't relax. This is very common. Clutter is a has a big impact on us. That whole concept of cluttered environment, cluttered mind. When you can't see straight because you can't see everything around you and our space feels cluttered and it starts to affect us on a psychological basis. Is that you? Is that what your environment's doing for you? Because if it is, you know what I'm going to say, people. You know what you've got to do. You know you've got to start decluttering and start watching and learning about from all those decluttering kings and queens around the world who are happy to share their organization tools with you in order for you to get a clutter-free living space. So is clutter your issue? If it is, declutter. Random things like, is it the wrong color for you? Can you change the color scheme? Can you change bits and pieces in it that make it comfortable for you? 
do you have because we are creatures we're animals that um built on our senses does it stimulate your senses does your safe space stimulate your senses and by that mean does it look a way that stimulates you in a, in a way that makes you happy does it smell stimulating to you does it feel stimulating are you surrounded by textures that bring out the best in you have a think of it on that level is it comfortable so is it comfortable physically and is it comfortable psychologically have a think of your environments have a think of your home environment have a think of the environments that you spend the most time in because it's not just about home it's about work as well so yeah look at your environment and be really honest with yourself do you need to make changes can you make changes to the low-hanging fruit within your environments that's going to make it better so it stimulates your senses so you can calm down in it so you can relax in it so for example, when my mental health was at its worst, I didn't feel like I had a safe space. We'd moved into a new house that needed a lot of work. So what I did is I went and bought myself a very specific chair. It's a green wingback chair and I got it from Ikea and I chose green because green's my favorite color, number one. There you go, a little bit of inside information. But also green is the color of tranquility. So when I was having my insomnia nights or I was having really stressful days or I was feeling at my lowest, what I would do is I would go and take myself off to my green chair and my green chair was in a room that had lovely bright light coming into it. I could see greenery outside. There was greenery inside. It was my safe space and I created that safe space. I have that green chair still to this day. When I, even when I've moved house, I've brought it with me. Wherever I go, my green chair comes with me and that creates a special environment for me in every environment that I'm in. So no matter how chaotic the house might be or however my life might be, when I'm sat in my green chair, I go, okay, this is a safe space for me. I feel safe. I feel secure. I can relax. And now I can think straight. And that helps me resolve other issues as well. But one of the big things when I was experiencing my own mental health issues was not just about the home. It goes bigger than that. It gets really big when it comes to environmental wellness. You've got to think about your preferences in life on a big scale. I had to start really simply with, what are my preferred environments? Am I an indoors person or am I an outdoors person? Because if I'm an outdoors person and I'm never spending any time outdoors, then of course I'm not going to be feeling well enough. I'm not going to be feeling at my best. I'm not going to be motivated to want to interact with the world. And through my own self-reflection, what I identified for myself was that I, you may have picked up on it, I need greenery. And I mean real greenery. I was, well, I was born in Liverpool and but I grew up in Somerset and I grew up in a, in a town called Chard so hello anybody who's listening from Chard or used to live in Chard hello and Chard's a pretty awesome place really um it's the middle of the countryside so it's the middle of right at the bottom of Somerset it's in the countryside but it's right on the border of Devon and Dorset well this is something that I took for granted when I was younger and I think we all do when we're young we take for granted the environments that we're in and the brilliance of some of those environments so I grew up with greenery, with fields around me, lots of farmers' fields, lots of forest walks. And then I was really close to local beaches as well. So I was, I was close to the Devon and Dorset coastlines, 15 minutes away. And one of my favourite places in the world is Lyme Regis. And I, when I go there, I just feel alive. It's the most amazing feeling for me. So I, when I was, my mental health was really bad, I had to start thinking about these things. And so I had to think about, OK, well, do I have these places on my doorstep? is one of the reasons my my mental health taking such a dip right now is because I'm not interacting with the environments that bring out the best in me. And the answer to this was yes. So I really had to start looking from an environmental perspective and what is the best place for me? What does bring out the best for me? And a chair can't resolve all my issues. So 
I started to look at my preferences and I went from the basics of, okay, I now know I like to be outdoors. Ultimately, I'm an outdoor person. I'm a home bird to a certain degree on some levels, but really, I really like to be outdoors and I like to be out in the elements. So not having access to all of those wonderful different environments outdoors was bothering me. So I suddenly had to think about regions and am I living in the right area? Am I living in the right region? And when I go, when I know what the right region is for me, am I living in the right area within that region? Am I living in the, on the right street within that area? Am I living in the right type of house? And it had to go from that level of, oh my God, what do I really want? How do I want to interact with environments? The environments that bring out the best of me, what changes do I have to make? And what I also had to look at is, from a preferences perspective is did I have access not only to the right region but did I have access to the right communities within the environments because community plays a huge role with regards to our environments did I have the best home for me did with my workspaces working for me did I have access to the physical environment that I needed and at that time when I really did the self-reflection piece the answer was no as beautiful as Warwickshire is and it is a stunning place absolutely stunning it didn't give me what I needed. There's no water. There was nowhere near water. So there's no near, nowhere near a coastal. I couldn't access lots of the different environments that I wanted. And there wasn't a community there for me. Wonderful people in Warwickshire. And I'm so grateful for every single person I met. But I needed a certain type of community. And when me and my husband talked through this, we talked through how things were affecting us. What we realised is we needed to go back to Liverpool because Liverpool provided us with all of that. We chose to live in South Liverpool, so it's a very leafy area. We've got the river really nearby, and we're close to North Wales. We're close to the peaks. We're close enough to the uh, Lake District, so we can get a bit of everything that we want as well. As soon as I moved back, my mental health started to really improve, and that's because I was able to get out and about every day and start interacting with the environments that worked for me. What I also learned is that if I want my home to be really safe and secure, I had to start bringing those environments in as well. So it's important for me to have plants. It's all important for me to have greenery. And it's important that when I look out my windows, I can see greenery. So I had to get my garden done straight away and I had to get my front garden done. So on those really tough days, if, you know, if my green chair isn't doing it for me, there's other there's other spaces that I can have and I can really, really bring myself back round with my environmental wellness by being in the right environments. And not everybody has those luxuries and I appreciate not everybody has those luxuries. So you have to work with what you've got. Back in the early days, I just had to have my chair, a chair and a blanket that somebody had crocheted for me. My friend Deborah, hello Deborah, if you're listening, she crocheted me this beautiful blanket um, that was all the different colours of green. And I used to sit there, as I said, in my green chair with my green blanket when I had nothing else. Now I have a little bit more. But even in my office, I have to have my plants there. Um, I need to have my plants there. I need certain colours in there that lift me and make it a safer and more secure environment for me. And so that's what I pretty much advise you guys to do. I'd have a think of it. Remember, you are part of nature. You are an animal. Therefore, you are a part of nature. Spending time with nature is really important for your mental health and well-being and because it stimulates your environmental wellness. So work out for yourself. You know, are you a country girl at heart like I am? Do you want to be near the water? Do you want to be near greenery? Are you a suburbia person? Are you an urban person? Do you love the concrete jungles? What environment, nature-wise, outdoor environment brings out the best in you? And are you spending enough quality time in them to really get the best out of yourself? Because if you're not, if you've done your evaluation on environmental wellness and you've done it, you didn't understand it, and now you have a better understanding of it, redo it and ask yourself that very, very question. Are my environments bringing out the best in me? And am I interacting with the right environments for me? 
It just doesn't it doesn't just stop there with regards to creating the environments or spending time in nature's environments. We've also got to look at how we can make the environments we are in as healthy as possible. And this is about looking after your environment as well, because if it's healthy for us, it's probably going to be healthy for our environments as well. And this is about looking at how much chemical use you have within the environments you're in. It's about are you looking after this planet with regards to the different ways that you interact with your own environment? You know, are you recycling? Are you recycling all the produce and products in your home so that it looks after your home internally and looks after the planet externally? Are you using products at home that are damaging your environment through polluting your own air? Are you using excessive chemicals? Are they affecting your respiratory system? Are they affecting your skin? Are they affecting these things you don't really think about and actually having a negative effect on your overall health? This is where environmental wellness links into your physical wellness as well. Again, all of these elements always interlink somewhere. So for me, environmental wellness is really about understanding yourself well enough to know what makes me feel safe and secure. Can I get that from the environments I spend quality time in? Can I make them as comfortable as possible for me, making sure they stimulate my senses, making sure they can make me feel relaxed, that I can reboot myself on a really tough day, that they bring out the best in me? Am I spending the time in nature's environments that work for me? Am I getting my green? Am I getting my fresh air? Am I feeling the wind on my face sometimes? Am I doing all of those things? Am I really interacting with my environments in the best way I can? And then when I've created these amazing environments for myself, am I keeping them healthy? Or have I got this wonderful looking space that really is killing me slowly because I've brought in all of these terrible chemicals that are really affecting my health overall and health affecting my function. That's how your mental health and well-being is affected when it comes to environmental wellness. So if you want to live the eight wise way and develop this healthier, happier mind and have a better quality of life, you've got to look at to your external dimension and you've got to look at with regards to environmental wellness. Are they safe? Are they secure? Do they bring out the best in me? Am I accessing the ones that do bring out the best in me? And when I know what my preferred environments are, am I making sure they stay healthy for me so that they don't cause me health conditions or cause me any issues with my overall mental health as well? So I'd recommend you definitely do a piece of work on that. Really think about that and understand yourself with regards to the house you live in, the street you live in, where you work. Are you you know, near the ocean? Are you near greenery? Are you near suburbia? All of those things, have a really good think about it and ask yourself that question. Is my environment making me sick? Whether that be physically sick or mentally sick because it's damaging your health, whether that be mental health or physical health, and it's not bringing out the best in you. Because there's no point doing all of this amazing work of getting a really good, strong foundation of health through emotional wellness and physical wellness And there's no point doing all this internal work and really understanding who you are and what you want and keeping yourself stimulated if then actually you're in environments that work against all of that great work you've done and they bring you down and they make you feel bad about yourself and they make you feel terrible and you can't be at your best in them. If that's the case, you need to change it and you need to change your environmental wellness. So again, if you are using the book, you can use pages 152, 251 to work all this out for yourself. You can go online. If you don't like writing in your book, go online to my website and download all of those free downloadable print offs that you can work through at the same 
way and that we don't have to damage your book and your book can stay pretty and nice um, but you can still get all the tools that you need and it is again as I said it's about building that tool belt to help you live the eight wise way for better mental health and well-being a healthier happier mind and a better quality of life and I think it's fair to say environmental wellness is a crucial crucial role in that so that's your first element of the external the external dimension of the eight wise model and so in our next episode, we're going to talk about the second element of the external dimension, which is social wellness. So it's all about the people in your lives and the relationships you've had and are going to have in the future as well. So thank you for listening. Um, I hope this has been helpful. As I said, my name is Kim Rutherford. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm an author and I developed the eight wise model and I developed it to help combat my own mental health issues but my passion now really is to help others combat their issues too, so that you can live the eight wise way, so you can protect your mental health in the long term and learn to overcome any challenges that you might be experiencing. Better mental health and better well-being. And as I said, if you want more information about the eight wise model, please head to my website, eightwise.co.uk. You can get the book, Eight Wise Ways to a Healthier, Happier Mind. The journal, the planner, the pocketbook are all available to you as well. If you are developing goals for yourself around 8Ys and you are creating your action plans, then again, please feel free to um, sign up for my newsletter, which is on the website or follow me on any of the socials. I'm on all the usual ones, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and you can usually find me at 8Ys something. So it's 8Ys Kim or 8Ys or 8Ys Therapy. And there what I'll do is I share with you daily a different tip linked to a different element. So it helps you to start developing your full wellness spectrum using the eight wise methodology straight away. So again, if this is your first episode, thank you so much for joining me. I hope this has been useful to you. Please go back and check out episodes one to five as well. They'll tell you so much more about the other elements of the model as well. Um, again, if you want to get the book that you can work along with this, check out the website, check out my socials. And if you've got any questions or queries about any of this, please, please, please feel free to get in touch with me. Now, I have some exciting news that in it'll be the end of September, early October, I am going to be launching the 12 module eight wise program where you can come and work with, a, with me and a group of people. And it's almost like a therapeutic coaching session in group format. And you will go through 12 modules that will really, really hone in on your eight wise spectrum and developing your eight wise spectrum so understanding what your mental health is like understanding what your well-being is like and being able to use the model in a lot more detail facilitated by myself you'll get access to me so from a coaching perspective from a therapy perspective you'll get access to me in this group environment and we can get you to where you want to be so keep an eye out for that i'll give you more information from the in the next episode it'll be an online platform it'll be as I said, 12 separate modules that lead you to be able to live the eight wise way for better mental health and well-being, for a healthier, happier mind and overall a better quality of life. So thank you very much for joining me. I hope you found this one useful. I look forward to seeing you next time when we talk about social wellness. Until then, take care of yourselves. Thank you very much and bye for now.